Welcome to the wonderful world of wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. Hey, Kim. Hey, Mark. Let's talk the first subject today about blue wine. Uh, the source of this was the Daily Mail. What are your takes on this, Kim? Oh, blue wine. I do get asked questions about blue wine. So there is this wine product coming out of Spain that is this bright sea ocean blue color. And I've been getting a lot of questions. What is this product? Can we buy it here? What is it all about? What do you think about the idea of a bright blue colored wine, Mark? I, I think in general, it's interesting and I, I don't really have a problem with it because people are just used to white wine and red wine and um, as long as the coloring I feel that they're putting in it is kind of a natural and I, and I believe the the coloring that they use in Spain here is is organic pigmentation so to me I, I don't see the difference I know a lot of uh, there's been some talk from some sommeliers who are saying it's a trend people should uh, accept it uh, but I don't really have a problem with it and I'm a little weirded out by blue wine I kind of feel like wine should be a little more in its natural state not saying that people shouldn't try different things with wine or try to do certain things with certain grape varieties so that they can get a different style. But the idea of adding a color and adding artificial sweeteners and changing the flavor doesn't really go with my philosophy of um, what I think wine should be in your glass. Yeah, and the actual Spanish government agreed with that thinking because they would not allow these people to call the product wine because of the color didn't suit their government laws for wine. So uh, the label has a 99% wine, 1% grape juice on it. So they did have some feedback from the government. They had to reissue labels. Um, they do also use French and Spanish grapes. So they might have had some feedback from the oh. Spanish producers on that. So they do t use three wineries in Spain, um, but they are sourcing French juice. So That's um, really interesting that the government got involved because I know there's a, a blue wine product from Italy that is hitting the market yes. and the government has has also sort of come down pretty hard on that saying, no, this isn't wine. You can't label it as wine. It doesn't fit the qualifications of a um, of a bottle of wine because the alcohol is either too low or there's too much manipulation going on. So that's really interesting that the, that the governments of both countries have stepped in and um, sort of had said, whoa, whoa, step back for a minute. Let's look at this a little bit closer. Yeah, the, the, the Spanish producers, they actually had a slogan. It was pretty funny. It was, we're not vintners, they're creators. <laughs> so um, that was interesting. But back on to the Italian, the Prosecco movement, whereas Prosecco, they really protect their region. Uh, so if they're using Prosecco grapes or Glera grapes, I, I, I wouldn't think the government would be, unless there's additives that um, they're putting in that's not a lot. I know I think they're putting blue curacao or something in there to give it the color. But Yeah, for the Italian one, it looks almost more like it's a like it's a cocktail. Like yeah. It's, a, it's a, a wine-based product that other things are added to to make a different kind of drink. So you've got flavorings in there, you've got blue curacao, you've got some peach. It's almost like a blue Bellini, it seems like to me. It's a trend, a packaging or a marketing mm -hmm. trend. It's a marketing. It's there a marketing are some thing. Proseccos that are true Proseccos that are in blue colored bottles following this trend. So <laughs> it, it will be interesting, but I, I I have no bad feelings towards blue wine. I'd like to try it. I've never seen it yet in, in the country. I was just going to ask, so. have you have you seen it in the stores? Have you, uh, have you experienced it yet? Neither 
the Spanish uh, wine or the Italian wine, I don't believe yet, are, are available. But yeah. I'd be anxious to try them. And it would be a good uh, trend to, to taste. Welcome back, and you're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine with Mark and Kim. There's been a recent English health study about the benefits of drinking wine and heart disease, and I know that we see these studies every once in a while pop up about the benefits of moderate drinking and drinking wine as opposed to drinking beer, as opposed to drinking spirits, and how that impacts people's health. And Mark, I'm wondering uh, how you feel about all of these medical studies and how uh, moderate drinking might impact our health. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, as you know, when we do wine education, probably not a time goes by that you're not asked about uh, the effects, health effects. And, and every day you're seeing a different story, good and bad reports on the amount of uh, consumption. It's good for you. It's bad for you. It's good for this. It's bad for that. This story just brought to light moderation. They, w- they were actually defining a moderate drinking, which was interesting, is 1.5 bottles a, a week. 1.5 bottles. Which, if you're um, a daily wine drinker, that is not a lot of wine. Yeah, I mean, it to, but to find, I've never seen it defined as a bottle amount, more of like a two ounce a day or an ounce a day, something like that. Um, That's pretty much the equivalent of a glass a day. Yeah. Maybe yeah, a little right, less. Yeah, exactly. It was funny, years ago, I was taking a, a seminar and they talked about wine and health and, and on the list, they put all the benefits uh, of it. And then one uh, subject they worked in there, it said it does not prevent pregnancy. <laughs> and, and people were looking at it and, you know, it was a joke kind of put in there, but uh, it kind of brings to light. I mean, it, it is alcohol in moderation. There's so much data to say it's good for you. And and I feel, I don't know about yourself, but since I've been tasting a lot of wine, I really have been feeling healthy. So I, I kind of agree with, with that. Um, it's also interesting to think about sort of separating the alcohol from the other things in the beverage, because the thing in common that say spirits and beer and wine have um, is the alcohol. The content might be different, but then there are other things in those beverages based on what the beverage is made of. So you've got all the other things going on in the grape juice itself as it's fermented. So you've got chemicals in the skins and you've got other things in the juices. You've got the sugars. You've got all these other things that you get in grape wine as opposed to something that you might be getting that's different in a distilled spirit. So I think what's interesting about some of these studies is is, you know, sometimes they concentrate just on the impact of the alcohol, the alcohol itself, as opposed to, oh, this is the benefit of drinking wine and only wine, as opposed to this is all alcohol consumption. So I think that almost there needs to be a little bit more research on consumption of a particular alcoholic beverage instead of just this is the effect that alcohol has on your body. Yeah, it's a great point. In, in this particular article, they, they did stress there's a difference between red wine and hard liquor. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they break down and tell you. Interesting. I mean, in, being in the industry, it, it's a sensitive subject to tell people something is good for you. And, and firsthand, I had an experience where years ago, I used to like to post quotes. And there was a Plato quote that wine fills the heart with courage. And I was questioned about it mm-hmm. because someone took it as, you know, what what's the meaning of that? How can you say that? The literal know? meaning of yeah. the quote. And I, it made me think about, you know, some people don't view alcohol the the way we do but it brought it brought me to light on on a sensitive subject so i mean this article just reinforces there's good things out there but like anything on the internet you can find something that's also bad so right and it's all about moderation (laughs) 
You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine. I am Mark, and I'm joined by my partner in wine, Kim, and we're today talking next about how long to keep an open bottle of wine. And the source of this story was the tasting table. To me, this is all about getting the air out of whatever wine you have left over, because air is the, the killer of wine. I never really have a problem of having a bottle that's left over to, to save it. But You never uh, have any extra well, wine? I try, I try, I guess, not to, but I'm kind of a geek about uh, if there is something left, I, I really kind of don't go back to it. I hear stories of people who do keep on counters for days and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. do, do you do that? Kim, I-, um, I do, actually. Usually I will have a couple of open bottles in my kitchen. I cook a lot with wine, so it's nice to have an open bottle of red and an open bottle of white. The rule that we tend to try to follow is you want to keep the oxygen away from the wine in order to extend its life. Uh, a really good way of doing that is keeping it in the refrigerator. That slows down the oxidation process and it slows down the aging of of the wine. But in reality, I don't often do that a lot, mainly because I don't have a lot of room in my refrigerator to stick an extra bottle of wine. Do you do that with reds and whites? I try to. Really? I don't always. But I tend to go through them pretty quickly. So it's... It's a little bit harder, I yeah. think, with reds because you just don't think to put them in the refrigerator. But you can store your reds and your whites in the fridge. So this this story stated for the, the goal for red and white wines was you could store it for two to four days after being open and sparkling wines, one to three days. There was just another interesting story on sparkling wines that's saying long term, if you say you buy a bottle of sparkling and, mm-hmm. and it, you want to store it and people put it in the fridge and they don't open it. It was interesting that sparkling wine, the longer you chill it, it removes the moisture from the cork and actually oxidizes the wine. Yeah, I've heard this and, one before. And I've, people uh, always, they, they probably ask you as well. They always ask me, how long can I keep a bottle of champagne? So you can keep it for forever. But I'm never thinking that, well, if it's in your fridge, that's probably not good. So right. And it's a- not just the the cork drying out, but regular refrigerators, because of the way they cycle on and off, it's a subtle shaking of the bottle, sure. which will um, really damage the bubbles. So if you are going, if you have a bottle of champagne or any other kind of sparkling wine, generally don't keep it in that refrigerator, you know, chill it down the day before you're going to open it. But I wouldn't store it long term in the fridge for, for just those reasons. And you in way I noticed that on a sparkling wine is if you you open it in the cork usually when you open a sparkling that cork mushrooms out and you mm-hmm. can't get it back in the bottle but the cork will still be very small so you can tell kind of something's gone on with the yeah with it's a storage. small skinny cork it's yeah. so sad when you pop open a bottle of champagne and that happens yeah. now one of one of the things I get asked often in in class is is restaurant I go to a restaurant I order a wine by the glass how do I know when it was opened and mm-hmm. I'll always tell people when you order a wine by the glass, either have them come to you and open it or ask them when it was open. They can honestly say four days, but when I'm buying by the glass, I want to know it's something they just opened that day. Right. How, do, how do you feel on restaurants? I'm usually a little wary of wines by the glass, but I will definitely ask them, you know, how open, how long has this bottle of wine been open? And you know what? If they opened it the day before, usually I'm okay with that. But if it's been open for a couple of days, I would steer clear. I generally tell my restaurants restaurant clients to not keep a bottle of wine open for for longer than one day because you really want your guests if you're on the restaurant server side of it you want your guests to be having a good experience and to be drinking that wine as it should be as fresh as possible and if you're giving them something that's a, sort of a subpar quality because it's been open for too long then you're not putting your best 
forward as the restaurant. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and bottom line, when you drink wine at home, you know it's probably a brand you drink all the time. You know if you've if you've had it too long, it's not tasting right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. How long you store it after it's open depends on what you like and what right. you don't like. And it's not going to hurt you if it's been open too long and the flavors have started to fade a little bit. I mean, if you if you're open, if it's open for so long that it's starting to taste like vinegar, then yeah, you don't want to drink that. But if it's been open for you know five days and it doesn't taste great, but it's not totally passed, it's yeah. not going to do you any harm. Yeah. And, and as a taster, when I buy wine, you'd be surprised the amount of times I'll taste the wine and I'll always ask people selling me the wine, when did you open it? And and they try to sneak by, oh, well, I, you know, it's a, a day ago or I opened it late last night or something like that. <laughs> and it does matter. So I want to know I'm always getting something that's fresh to, to sell to someone. So, But the bottom line is you'll always know it. Just by testing the taste, you know, you know what it's like. Thank you for listening to The Wonderful World of Wine. We are your hosts, Kim Simone and Mark Lenzi. We invite you to visit our Facebook page at The Wonderful World of Wine and uh, ask us any questions. If there are any topics that you'd like to learn about, please leave those there and we will visit again with you soon. Mm-hmm.